Alrighty guys, we are back at it with another suggestion from one of our listeners for kind of things uh, PTs look forward to in interviews. Um, wait, 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 I got this, I got this. Okay. We surveyed two PTs and asked them, what do you look for in an interview? And it came it down a to big survey, guys. <laughs> one answer. In all fairness, though, like, I was really, like, we picked these two PTs because, honestly, they're, in a way, they're very different on the way they treat, and they are very different on how they interact, and I really thought we were going to get some really big different answers from them, and it came came down down to one one quality. Let's find out what that quality quality. is. All right, and again, guys, sorry for my raspy voice. There was a Golden Knights game two nights ago, and it still hasn't come back, so I sound like an 80-year-old smoker, I know. But let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. So we asked, like we said, we asked two PTs who hire. And their answers were (laughs) not that. I'll say a little underwhelming, but they brought up a great point because they talked about they talked about it almost most of the time as I was trying to pick more stuff apart. They just kind of kept coming back, back to, to it. it. So it's it to them. It seems like the most important quality when it comes to hiring a PTA, which I agree with when you told me what the quality is like. I totally agreed that, you know, people skills and holding conversations and being a little more interactive. Like that's what I would kind of wrap it up in. Um is very important because of the fact that that is something you do literally with every single patient. So, so I asked them, hey guys, uh, we're going to do an episode on kind of interview techniques or anything you can kind of help as far as like advice goes when hiring a PTA. And mm-hmm. the first thing they told me and really the only thing was you need to be a people person and have just be able to communicate effectively on a daily basis. So one of the PTs said that a lot of the interviews he's done, like some of them have had really high test scores, book knowledge, everything that they have, all of that. But what he'll do during the interviews is he'll ask you, oh, do you prefer bagels over donuts? Do you, um, like what sports do you like? Like just super random questions that have nothing to do with the interview or physical therapy at all. Mm-hmm. But his goal is to see, can you hold a conversation? Not one word answers like, oh, bagel. And then he'll ask you, oh, well, why? And be like, oh, I don't know. I just like bagels. Like if you just keep it short like that, you're not really engaging in a conversation. And that's yeah. what he's looking for. He wants you to engage in a random topic because when you're working with so many different people throughout the day, you have to be good at that. You have to be able to ask them what they're doing over the weekend and find things to level with them and kind of almost share a quality so that you can have them get a little bit more personal or personable. Yeah. You want them to feel comfortable around you too. And that's the thing is like, if you're just giving a patient short one worded answers, it's not going to feel like you're involved into their case and that's what they want. They want to feel like you're invested and um, that, you know, you, you truly do care 
whether let's just be honest, some days are harder than others and you just got to phone it in. You got to put that smile on your face and you got to pretend like you, this is the most important thing in the world right now to you, which it might not be, but you got to fake it till you make it sometimes. And you got to be able to have those people skills to do it. And I'm not saying that we're all faking, you know, patience. There's those off days. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's those off days. There's those days that you're just like everything that's gone wrong in my own personal life has gone wrong today. And I don't really care that for the 10th time your dog peed on your carpet. I know. (laughs) Or something like that. Like, um, yeah, you got to be able to separate work and ex- work and home sometimes. Yeah, you've got to be that people person. And that part of that people person is being able to put on that smile and hold a conversation versus just being so short with the patient. Um, yeah, so I definitely they, see that. Another thing they mentioned was as far as like learning new skills. So even if you've been a PTA for a few years, when you get hired on a new clinic, a new facility under a new PT they like to do things a little bit their way. Mm-hmm. I know Laura kind of brought this up in pre- multiple previous podcasts where <laughs> when you work under different P- PTs, they like things done a certain way. And the best way to accomplish that is by communicating with them. Hey, um, how do you like this done? How do you like your mobs done, your soft tissue? Like They like things their way. And the more flexible we are, the better we can help them achieve their plan of care. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to previous skills and things like that, again, it's not really something he looks for because he will teach you the things that you need to know when working under him. Yeah. And it just kind of came back full circle into, I can teach you what you need to know, but there are things that I can't teach you. And it's being able to communicate with patients and talk to them. Yeah. So again, it kind of just kept natural conversation. Exactly. So it kind of always just kind of came back to square one. Can you communicate? Can you be a people person? And that's it. I also have a friend who's a PT who went through his entire program and one of his classmates, super smart guy, he was telling me, like, you asked him anything about physical therapy, he knew it, but he couldn't really communicate. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately for him, he couldn't pass his clinical rotations. And it's not because he didn't know his stuff. And it's, it's because he couldn't bond with those patients at that level and patients didn't feel comfortable around him. Yeah. And it's true, like, you think about your own personal experience, like, how many times have you gone to the doctor's office? It's not that the doctor's wrong or, you know, the doctor's bad, but, like, the bedside manners just wasn't 100%. You're just like, I'm not going back to that guy because of that that reason alone. doesn't mean he was wrong. He did anything technically wrong, but those bedside manners weren't there. So then the patients were like, yeah, no. Like as you as a patient and it falls the same thing for us. So you definitely need that quality. And I do think if you, if you're nervous and you're listening to this and you're like, I have the hardest time with that practice, practice around you in your daily life, daily life, um, practice kind of going out of your way, having those conversations, holding conversations, whether they're a little more personal or they're a little more shallow, but just holding a conversation and practicing is going to help you a lot with patients. It really is. And I would definitely utilize, um, I know different schools and the programs have their own like interview process. Mm-hmm. I would definitely utilize them too. And you can brush up on your interview skills and kind of get those things down. And I mean, again, it's just going to kind of come down to just talking to people. Yeah. And be honest, if you're a little nervous in interviews, you know, it's okay to state that you could just be like, oh yeah, I'm just a little nervous, but I'm super excited to be here. Um, 
you know, it, it they'll understand that it is nerve wracking. Um, Especially if you're being interviewed by like a panel. Yeah. And I was about yeah. to say, and then like at the same time too, they're a little nervous too. You don't know it, but like they kind of are. If they really like you, guess what? They're nervous. You're going to go somewhere else or that you're interviewing somewhere else too. Um, so they're trying to make a good impression too. Remember that you want the job to fit for you and to fit for them. You don't have to just fit for them. If they don't fit for you, then it ain't the place to be. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that's I mean, the big thing I would definitely um, refer to our 10 tips we wish we knew when we graduated mm-hmm. um, yeah. podcast. We definitely talked a lot about these exact things, like making sure you go somewhere that you feel is right for you. Um, the better money isn't always the better job. So yep. things like that, definitely keep in mind. So you can listen to, we'll leave a little link down below if you want to catch that episode. Yeah. Um, I will say sometimes if you are not a one-on-one talkative person, a setting that's actually quicker pace might be better for you because, uh, you know, you don't have to have uh, that filling that empty, empty space of talking as much when you've got multiple patients to work with. Um, so that's something to think about too. Uh, but yeah, now that that I switched from like kind of high volume to lower volume, I definitely find myself talking with the patient a lot more. Oh, a lot more. I like, I had 10 minutes in depth conversations in our high volume clinics. And now like sometimes I'm having an hour in depth, in depth conversation with a patient, which is tough when you can't get a patient to talk. My goal is always to break oh, them. Oh, my I'll gosh. Oh, yeah. I'll you get try, them to go. You're really pulling teeth sometimes, but you got to do it. And, yeah. and if they really don't want you, to, then guess what? I'm my chart. <laughs> true. I mean, sometimes you kind of just give up. Okay, like I understand you don't really want to talk. I'll do my thing. But I do find myself more often than not kind of to talking the to them the entire time. If they're not really giving me full answers, I just kind of keep asking questions and eventually find that one thing that they enjoy talking about. And just go, even if I know nothing about it, I just tell them, oh, like, I know a little bit and then just try to have them almost teach me because mm-hmm. mainly it'll just get them talking and off they get out of their head like, oh, this hurts. Or this is painful. I don't want to do these exercises. Now they're focusing on what they love, even if I have no idea what that is. Yeah, no, we had a patient recently that it was literally like any any type of thing that we were trying to do, like a pulling teeth. And by the end of the day, my, my PT was laughing at me because she she was like, man, I, I'm glad you kind of got him to open up. And I was like, dude, that was my goal. Internally, I literally was like, I will break you. You will talk. And he, conversation. <laughs> and he did. And he enjoyed it. And like he actually lives close by. So we see him walking his dog quite often. And so when we say hi, we say hi to the dog. We chit chat even outside now or before, you know, not, nothing. Um but it is fun when you can kind of get a patient to break a little bit. And practicing is, is going to be key. You're, you're going to find those things that just kind of work overall, those things that you might need to, you know, lay off some people and other things. Well, that any you're any saying, advice and to practice? Like, let's say this is something you do want to work on. What would you do, Laura, in order to work on Put your people first? Put yourself in awkward, awkward situations for you. Um, just thinking about that just gives me anxiety (laughs) same here and i'm not a person who likes to go like for example i'm a person who does not like to go to new events where i do not know anybody that gives me like a full-on like 
I, I, I don't want to do it. I'd rather curl up in a ball and stay home. Um, but I've been trying to get better at that and be more comfortable by that. But there's no way of doing that without putting yourself in that situation. So if you're trying to become more of a people person, have conversations with those that, you know, aren't in depth, that are a little more service, go out, go out and about, go to more events, go to things maybe your school's putting on that normally you wouldn't go to kind of have those small conversations. Um, honestly, watch some of the new stuff going around, watch a new movie, watch a new TV show out. Sometimes you can hit, hit that on the nail. That's a good one. Yeah. Kind of watch like the pop culture stuff, Mm -hmm. like things that are kind of happening. It definitely helps kind of stay relevant to a lot of people. Stay away from Um, politics. (laughs) Do not go there because you don't want to open that can of worm with anybody. (laughs) Even if, yeah, even if you know about it, it's definitely a a touchy subject. So I wouldn't do that. So music, movies, um, events, food. Mm-hmm. I talk about food with a lot of my patients. I'm mm-hmm. starving family. by the time it gets to lunch. Uh, yeah, family. I think for me personally, it, I mean, I don't really think it'll apply to a lot of people, but overall, I would just consider myself an introvert. So when I started marketing, mm-hmm. I think that really helped me talk a lot more. I think he's more, I'm more of an introvert than you're an introvert. Yeah, I don't think so. But when uh, I would market, <laughs> I would go out, literally just walk into an office, not knowing anybody, and do my spiel, do my thing, meet new people. And yeah, sometimes it still kind of gives me anxiety, but I get it done. So then I went back to the clinic to treat, and my tech was like, wow, you're really outgoing and extrovert. I'm like, oh, absolutely not. But because I got so used to talking to random people and trying to make a conversation out of nothing, when I brought it back to the clinic... It really helped me out. Yeah, I can see how that definitely worked. And I know for a fact I'm more of an introvert because if they had told me to go do marketing, I would have been like, I quit. Because <laughs> I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, I don't really have that option. <laughs> I can't quit on the spot like you, Laura. Well, okay, even if even if I wasn't in my current situation, I would quit that job. I'd go find another one. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. A likely story. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> Um, but some of the other things that I think are just key when you're thinking about it too, because this is, again, you know, this is a small pool of PTs that we talk to about. So, you know, there are other people out there and they are looking for other things. Um, personally, I have never hired anyone. Ken has never hired anyone. I have been given, you know, Hey, these are the ones we're looking at. Who do you think's good? Um, I, so I, given my input in the hiring procedures. Um, I also did a lot of training in my old job of new hires for clinicians and staff and um, also technicians. And one of the things I would say is be open to kind of new things. They're, They're looking at someone who You've got experience, and that's great to bring on, but like you said, are willing to kind of learn the way of the land. Um, That's why the people skill is very important for a PTA is because you can teach skills. You can teach how the clinics run. You can't teach so much of um, how to talk to someone. But at the same time, be open to learn those new skills of how they want it done. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, coming in thinking you know everything and you don't want to communicate at all. Um, that That's not going to look good. 
um, I can tell you right off the bat, I've been like, I heard that one time and they're like, this is my concern with this one. And I'm like, yeah, no, we don't want that. We don't want that around here at all. Like we, we communicate way too much. I, I don't want that. Um, I wouldn't want to work with that. And so um, it does, it does make an impact on some of the decisions. If you kind of come across as in like you you know it all or you like to do things your way, but you're not willing to change that. Um, remember you're going, you're also going into a company that has a system and you need to mold a little bit to that system. Now, again, not saying you can't bring yourself to the system and bring new ideas and new skill sets and that kind of stuff to it. But at the same time, respect what boundaries are in place and also be willing to learn if they have a preference of how they do it, be willing to learn that preference and be a little bit flexible on how your skill sets are going to be used. Um, yeah. And that's what I would have said too. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. There's a time and a place to kind of introduce your ideas and techniques for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, out of working with new PTAs or PTAs that just kind of came into with us, sometimes they prefer those new techniques like they've been, yeah. they feel like they've been stuck. You try like, oh, let me try this that I learned at my other clinic and they really enjoy it, which is great. Go for it. Um, but definitely be willing to learn the ways of the new clinic that you're going to because like Laura said, they have their own way of doing things and there'll be a time and a place where you can bring in your skills and maybe show them a thing or two of what things that you have learned. Yeah. And again, that's not saying that you can't, you know, change or help provide I would say help provide enhancements to the clinic, but don't ever go into a clinic thinking you can change the clinic. I have this idea to make it just run better. Um, You know, they're looking for a piece to fit, not a piece to that's going to change the picture. Take over. um, Most of the time. Yeah. And that's in most cases. You never know. Some places might be, but um, in most cases, other thing is have a good working team attitude. Um, whether you're working in outpatient, inpatient, acute, team attitude is going to be a big one. It's not just you and your patient. Um, the whole team is working from with that patient from the very front desk um, as they walk in and check in for their appointment to the moment they see you or a technician to the moment they walk out again and say goodbye as they schedule their appointments. Um, being a big team player and working together, pitching in. Um, not just being like, well, these are my roles and this is why I was hired just to do this. Yeah, that's not gonna, not gonna look good. So, you know, being willing to pitch in if you got some downtime and that's something you can always mention in the interviews is be like, you know, I really pride myself on being a team player. If I have some downtime and I finished all my tasks, my notes are up to date, my patients are, you know, being low well looked after, but Hey, if the admin needs to help scanning this or entering this or making a phone call to a patient here, I'm willing to help in and pitch in because in the long run of things, we're a team and you know, that's, what's going to give the patient the best experience. And it's going to also help you keep a job. If you can get patients coming back, you're going to keep a job. Um, you know, that also looks really well too. So those are my two big ones, I would say. No, I definitely kind of, go off of that one because I would have said that too kind of the mm-hmm. whole it's not in my job description thing I I understand both sides to it I've never been that kind of person like I will refuse to do something because it's not in my job description and just because of that I mean you can prove it because I'm a marketer now and not a PTA so 
I got well, hired and I think to be a PTA, not a marketer, and yet here I am. But there's definitely a line in that role. But like, if it's just the quick, like, let me wipe down the bed, or you know, I'm yeah, literally doing nothing. Let me help some. Yeah, but if it's yet yeah, kind of helping, like Laura said, like the admin or the technicians, it's definitely try to be a team more oriented mm-hmm. versus I'll take care of my stuff. That's not in my job description. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But there is lines, there are limits, obviously. Don't do something that you're really not supposed to do. And especially if yeah. you're comfortable doing it, don't do it. But yep, exactly. helping out it's other just... roles with like little tedious tasks here and there definitely goes a long way. And everybody's and the bosses see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helps out. Definitely. Like, for example, um, tomorrow we're working an extra hour. And it wasn't asked. It's not required. It's not in my job description to do this. But I was like, you know what? We're so busy on Friday. We can't fit any more patients, like, on our hours. You know, we're I'm going out of town next week. My PT also has, unfortunately, some family stuff going on. So she'll be out of town next week, too. And I was like, let's just – I was like, I can open up an extra hour. And she joined me in that, but it wasn't, you know, anything that's required. Now, I'm getting paid for that extra hour, um, which is great, an extra hour. And I don't mind. It's not super long. We have a short day, so it's not a massive issue. But patients already were like, wait, I thought you guys closed at noon. And I was like, yeah, we did. But, you know, we had a little bit more of our patients request that day. And, you know, we wanted to give you guys a little bit more time to come in and not feel so crowded. So we opened up an extra hour and patients can tell. So, you know, my PT was super thrilled. Our clinical, um, multi-center director or whatever manager he was thankful for doing that and it's the little things like that that will also just get you noticed in the company too so be flexible yeah, now i'm not going to do that every single friday not going to happen like I said, there's a limit yeah well, what I other ones do you have anymore i think that's pretty much it for me huh? i feel like we're kind of what we're is the going top around quality the same. that turns you off um, that I definitely think you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I think thinking you're right and not adapting. Yeah, I go with that one too. Like uh, thinking you already know it all. Yeah, and that I've, you're gonna I've bring known so a couple much people to like the that clinic. And it's it doesn't really end well. Yeah. Yeah. Be, great people they just think that they don't have anything else to learn that they know it the right way and you're wrong and it oh doesn't gosh. really go long yeah i mean i had a technician when i was doing the training and at the same time so like in my last job i was a pta who was uh, treating part-time mainly because of my foot but then i was overseeing all training and onboarding for all of our new clinician staff Then I was also overseeing kind of our notes, auditing them, making sure that all the clinicians were properly doing them correctly to our standards, and then also coordinating time off scheduling and kind of making sure that the clinics were up to standards um, across the board. And me and this technician just would always butt heads. I'd be like, hey, by the way, this needs to be done. And they would be like, well, we don't do that. And I'm like, well, okay, we didn't do that. You're right. When you got hired on, we didn't do that because of COVID policies. However, this has changed and this needs to be done. And 
I would still come back and still wouldn't be done. And it was just a battle between her. And it's like, okay, this is the standard across the board for all of our clinics. And those are, I would definitely say like someone comes to you and say, Hey, like this is something we're going to do. If it feels really wrong, check with your director. But if it's something small, just be like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. We'll work on that. Don't, it shouldn't be pulling teeth. Don't do that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So still irritates me. <laughs> I can tell it's firing you up a little bit. You're, you're, you're turning red. Wait, no, this is just my summer tan. <laughs> a likely story. Um, but yeah, be willing to adapt, I think is definitely a big one. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to things you shouldn't do. On that well, note, and again, we want to thank. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. We want to thank one of our listeners. Uh, they gave us the idea of this co- uh, kind of podcast. Again, they suggested more of like tips and tricks uh, or things that they look for in an interview, something close to that. I forget exactly. I don't have it in front of me. But um, we tried to get those answers for you. They were like pulling teeth, apparently. Um, and really what it came back down to is people person. Um, be a good communicator and a people person is probably the biggest thing across the board um, from everybody we talk to. Uh, but until next time, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, like, share. Um, invite people to our page also don't forget you can check out when the newest episode is also live on um, twitter and then we have our youtube channel that you can subscribe to and we recently just put out an amazing video ken did a little recap if you're if you want to watch it and then we will be coming out with another one soon we were hoping to have it this weekend but of course technical error came through and after we recorded it and went to edit it yeah it just wasn't right so we will hopefully we'll be getting that yeah soon so look be, look out on the horizon for that you never know when that might drop but until next time guys we'll see you then take care The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.